It's going to be fantastic. All right, open your Bibles up. It's time for Bible study. How's school going, guys? Bad. I mean, you're a couple weeks into it. You should be back to the grind now. Yeah, Seth hates school. Bree loves school. So regardless of where you're at on the spectrum of Seth to Bree and your love for school, school is here. And we finished up last week our back-to-school series, Watchmen. Uh, We did that through the month of August, and we were just focusing on the responsibilities that God gives us in the Bible as Christians. When we get saved, God gives us responsibilities. We're not supposed to just sit on our, our butts and do nothing and just be excited that someday we get to go to heaven instead of hell. That's a good thing, but no, God left us with a job to do, right? He left us to be watchmen and to tell people about our faith and to tell people about the gospel and the good news and the bad news, right? Um, the bad news is that we're separated from God because of our sin, but the good news is that Christ died on the cross for us so that you can be saved if you place your faith and your trust in Him. You can, you can, f- you can uh, believe on Him to be saved, and, and you don't have to pay for your own sins. You can go to heaven someday simply by putting your faith in Christ, and that's an amazing thing. And when you decided, if you're a Christian in here, if you're saved and you decided at one point in your life that you understood the gospel and you wanted that for yourself— God didn't just save you and say, okay, come on home. That's it. No, you're still here. And, and have you ever wondered why? why? Why in the world? Think about it. If God just wanted, if the entire point was God wanted you to be saved, why wouldn't he just rapture you up to heaven the minute you're saved? Heaven's going to be a heck of a lot better than, than earth. I mean, maybe you can't imagine that. I can't either. I can't fathom it. But I mean, if, if Android and, and iPhones and cars and football is if all of those things are cool just imagine what heaven's going to be like it's like heaven's a good thing if god just wanted you to get saved so you can go to heaven he would have taken you already but god left us with a job to do he he told his disciples to go and preach the gospel to every creature and to go ye therefore and teach all nations the, the entire point of you getting saved was so that you could go tell as many people as you can about the gospel before it's your time to go up and be with the lord and that's our job, is to be watchmen. And so we saw that in the last series, and I hope that you decided, after that whole series, that, that, that you think God is worth it. That you think the mission that he's given you is, is worth serving him for, for with your life. And I, I hope you've begun in the last couple of weeks to think about ways that you can be a watchman. Ways that you can share your faith with your friends and with those that you don't even know. I, I hope you've thought about those things. But tonight... We're going we're gonna to look at something a little different. And, and through this series, what I want to do is shift our focus away from what we were looking at last month. Last month, we were seeing through that series, we, we were looking, we were zoomed in on our individual responsibilities as Christians. What am I supposed to do in response to God's word? So what I want to do in this series is zoom out just a little bit and look at the body, the church body as a whole. Now, I'm going to be saying church a lot. Ignite is not a church. Ignite is a youth group of First Baptist Church. But we are a body of believers. We're more than one person in a room as a part of another church. So don't, you know, don't get confused if you're a guest here. I'm not saying this is a church. We are a a youth group. We're a ministry of First Baptist Church. But we are a body of believers. And so what I want to do is zoom out and shift our focus away from me and my responsibility as a Christian. Hopefully you figured that out last month. Hopefully you're all in. So let's zoom out and look at how do I fit into the body as a whole? How do I fit into Ignite and and what this body is doing? How do I zoom out and shift the focus from me to we, right? From just myself 
to all of us? How do I fit in to this body as a whole? And realistically, what, what I want you to come away with in this series this month is, how do I make an impact in and through Ignite? So this series is going to be called Making an Impact. And what I want you to see through this series is how you fit in to Ignite very practically. Yes, we're going to be doing Bible study, but it is not going to even be as deep as last month. I want to be very practical and see how you can fit into this ministry this school year. And God can use you to the best of his abilities, to the best of your abilities that he has provided you with to make an impact in this ministry so that Ignite as a body can make an impact in our city, in our schools, and ultimately in the world. How can we make an impact as a body? Because we can make an impact as a body way more than we can make an impact just as an individual. So I want to zoom out and get a bigger picture view tonight and going into this month. And I want to just start by looking at Ephesians chapter 4. I'll give you one verse. If you want to turn in your Bibles, we'll be in 1 Corinthians 12 the rest of the night. But I want you to see one verse in Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12. It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, if you were to back up and see the context, Paul, God, is speaking through Paul, you know, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He is speaking about the gifts of the Spirit, spiritual gifts. And, and this is not the topic of our study tonight, so I'm going to be very brief if this is something you don't understand, that's okay. You can ask questions to one of the counselors or your friends afterward or, you know, just let it go. But, but what he's talking about in Ephesians 4 is spiritual gifts. And if you are a believer in Christ, when you got saved, God, at the moment of salvation, gave you spiritual gifts. I can prove that with the scripture, but that is not where we're going at tonight. Just know that when you got saved, God gave you some spiritual gifts. Just because you might not know what they are doesn't mean you don't have them. The entire point of the Christian walk and Christian life is to find out how God has gifted you so you can use those gifts for what purpose? Well, in verse 11, Paul gives a few of the gifts. Some of the gifts are for today. Some of the gifts were for back then. He lists some of the gifts. And then in verse 12, he gives the purpose. He says, for, that's your connector, right? For the perfecting of the saints, that's one. The work of the ministry, that's two. And for the edifying of the body of Christ, that's three. So what I want you to notice about these three things, even though you might not know what they are, is they are all geared towards the plural. They're geared towards the body. They're geared towards multiple people, not just you, not just me, right? Perfecting of the saints, work of the ministry, edifying the body of Christ. These are all things that we use our spiritual gifts for towards others, okay? So perfecting just means growing. So we see perfecting of the saints, helping others to grow for the work of the ministry. That's serving, and we're going to see a lot about that tonight. That's the one we're focused on. And then edifying, it's loving or building up. So these gifts, if you're just going to take three broad categories that they're used for, God uses spiritual gifts for growing, for serving, and for loving or building up the body, not ourselves, not to make us look good because we're really good at something. That is the point. They're, they're not to benefit just me as an individual, they're used to benefit the body. They have a purpose. Now, if you look back at work of the ministry, if you were here a week or two ago, we saw ministry in, in our Watchman series, and we defined what ministry is, right? Ministry is something that we do biblically. We see that, the work of the ministry. Ministry is something that is done. Do you guys remember the definition of ministry? 
Three quarters of it is on your study sheet. Can you fill in the blanks in your head? Ministry is meeting what? The needs of others in love. Good job, Sarah. And others who chimed in. Meeting the needs of others in love. That is what ministry is. It's, it's what the body, the church as a whole, is called to do. It's serving. It's serving others. That's what ministry is. It's the work that we've been given. And so how do we accomplish this thing that the body has been given to do? How does this body right here at Ignite make an impact in our schools and in our cities and ultimately throughout the whole world? How do we do that for Christ? How do we make an impact? That's what we're going to see tonight. That's what we're going to see in this series. So now you can go over to 1 Corinthians 12 if you have your Bible with you. If not, it'll be up on the screen. But the first thing that we're going to see in 1 Corinthians 12, and this is another place where God talks about uh, spiritual gifts, is individuals make up the body, number one. Individuals make up the body. And so last month's series is very important for you. You need to understand the responsibilities that you as an individual have as a Christian so that you can understand the responsibilities that you have within the body. (laughs) Does that make sense? Because the body is made up of individuals, and if the individuals don't know their job, then the body can't be effective, right? It's like a big machine that's made up of a bunch of cogs. Think of like a clock that's not digital. Like you see those old-timey watches, like a stopwatch or something that has all the cogs and gears in it. If all of those gears aren't correctly lined up and and know, know their job, for lack of a better word, if they don't have all the teeth lined up and they don't work properly, the entire watch doesn't function. And so we, as members of one body, need to understand our individual responsibilities. So I hope you got that from last month. But individuals make up the body. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7, it says that the manifestation, which just means revealing, of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So what this verse is saying, because it's also in the context of spiritual gifts, He's saying God manifests, he reveals these spiritual gifts for a reason, much like Ephesians 4 says, to profit with all. You know what with all means? With all. It means all. It means everybody. Everything. Everybody. Not you. It doesn't say the Spirit is given to every man to profit him. (laughs) It's to profit with all. It's to profit the body. So we, we see spiritual gifts again in 1 Corinthians 12. We see them in Ephesians 4. You can go to Romans 12 later on your own. You can see them there too. What God is emphasizing here again is that any gift, and and again, gifts of the Spirit are not necessarily our focus tonight, but it is where where we've started. It's the diving board for us. He's emphasizing that any gift that God has given through the Spirit to an individual is given to profit the body as a whole. That's what I want you to see. Anything that you have that Christ has given you is for the profit of the body as a whole not just ourselves. It's how we shift our focus from me to we and what we can do as a body. It it takes us, instead of thinking, what can I do or what can I get? What can I do? It shifts it from what can I do to what can I do for you? That's that's the idea. Well, what's, what's the spiritual gift? What can I do with that? What can I do with this spiritual gift that I may or may not have? No, no, no. It's what can I do for others? That's the point. That's the point of the body. Why? Well, 1 Corinthians 12, 14. For the body's not one member, but many. I know this is really deep stuff, right? The body is not one person, one member. It is many. And what we're going to see in the next couple of verses in 1 Corinthians 12 is that Paul, God, is going to 
use this illustration of a physical body, a human body. And so when he says member, he's literally just talking about a body part, a limb, an organ, something like that, it, a member. It, a body is not just one member, it's many members. Think about your own human body, your anatomy. You're not just one thing. Your eyes, your ears, your hands, your arms, your, all of your internal organs, your blood vessels, all of these things work together to make you live. And so he's going to liken the body of Christ, go figure, to a human body. So let's, let's check that out. Number two, your point is after individuals make up the body, the work gets done when we work together. The work gets done when we work together naturally because the body is not one member. It's many. Take a look at verse 15. I'm going to read a couple verses to you. This is really easy to grasp. Just follow along. And see what the Lord has to say here. In the context of the body is not one member, but many. It's not about one person. It's not about one body part. It's about the whole. Look at this, verse 15. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? That's ridiculous. And if the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? It's, it's saying, listen, if the foot, if your foot was jealous that it wasn't a hand and said, I'm not, I'm not a part of this body, I, I, I'm not a hand, I'm just a foot, I'm not a part of this thing, does that make it not a part of the body? No. He, he's asking rhetorical questions to, see, to get you to see that's ridiculous. Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, well, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member... Where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. God, so God's giving us this physical illustration of the human body so that you can see, listen, it is about all of us, and we're all different, and that's good. God has set everyone in the body as it hath pleased him. If everybody had the same shape, the same personality, the same spiritual gifts, we wouldn't get anything done because we'd all be one giant eye. Okay, that's great. Well, you can see really well as a giant eye, but you know what? You can't talk. And you can't hear, and you can't smell, and realistically, you, you, you wouldn't be alive because you're just an eye. Let's just be real, okay? It doesn't make any sense. The body is made up of many members. And when those members work together, that's when the work gets done. That's when the work gets done. The members of the body, the Christians, by the way, this is all in the context of if you're a Christian, if you are saved by grace through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ, not just I believe in God, not just I go to church sometimes, I have given my life to Christ, I've believed on the gospel, and I've repented of my sins and asked him to be the Lord of my life. That makes you in the body, the Bible says. And you are in the body of Christ, and you are a member in particular. And you're shaped differently. And you look different than other people, and you have different spiritual gifts, and you have different abilities and different talents and different personalities, and that's okay. Because when we work together, we can actually achieve what God has called us to do. Right? Like we saw, if the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? It, do, it doesn't work. If the whole body were an ear, how would it smell? There are many jobs that the individual members of our bodies have to do in order for us to live and, and to do it effectively and to work properly. Think about this. When, when a member of our body, like our, our human body, if a member, a part of your body is, is missing or isn't working, right, or, or it's broken of some kind, it's defective, how, how does that make things work? Has anybody had to have their appendix out? I had to have mine out last year. Anybody ever had their appendix out? No? Just me? 
Oh, okay. Well, it hurts, okay? <laughs> it hurts. And it's just a little, it's a little teeny part of your body that doesn't do a ton of things. But when it's not working, it hurts. And if they don't get it out soon enough, it could actually kill you. So it's just a little teeny part of your body. That's not vestigial, by the way, but I'm going to not get off on that rant. Uh, it serves a purpose. It's a part of your immune system. But anyway, when something is not functioning properly in your body, it makes life harder. It makes things painful. I mean, think about it. Let's just go big because the Bible uses hands and eyes and feet. What about somebody whose eyes are defective? They're blind. Does that make life hard? I'm not saying you can't live, but it makes life hard. If your ears don't work right, you're deaf. It makes life hard, right? Think about it. If you're, has anybody knows somebody who is missing or has defective limbs? And by that, I mean maybe they're a quadriplegic or they've had something, uh, what's the... The proper word for cut off. Amputated. I, said, I was going to say transplant. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Amputate. I mean, do you know anybody like that? I'm not saying you can't live it, but it makes it harder, right? They have to relearn how to do things. And so if you think about a human body and how all these things have to work together to make life happen, other than that being a really, really, really good evidence for God existing— it's a good picture of the body of Christ because we as a body are all different, but we all need each other to do the work that God has called us to do. So I want you to think about this tonight and as we go forward in this, in this series, what member are you? What, what part of the body are you? Because if you come to Ignite on a regular basis— Listen, if, if you're a guest, you've been here once or twice or three times, I'm not talking directly to you, so I don't want you to feel all guilt-tripped. But if you are a member of this body, and by that I mean you come all the time. You've been coming for years, you've been coming for months, whatever. You come all the time, but you choose not to serve alongside us. Then listen, we're missing out as a body. <laughs> we're missing an eye. We're missing whatever you are. We need you. We, we need each other. So I want you to think about that. We, we can still function, but nowhere near as easily, nowhere near as effectively as if we had you or all of us working together properly. So I want you to think about what your shape is. And I, I try to talk about this at least a couple times a year. We don't have time to dive into it too much, but shape is just an acronym. S stands for spiritual gifts, like we've talked about. H stands for heart. A stands for abilities. P stands for personality, and E stands for experiences. It, that's not like a magic formula. It's just a bunch of things that make up the word shape that kind of give a good clue about who you are, what you're good at, what you like to do, what God has given you abilities to do and spiritual gifts to do. And if you can figure out those five things and have a decent idea of what your shape is, then you might be able to find where you fit in at Ignite where you fit in in this body, where you can serve alongside us and not just give yourself a place to fit in, which you will. Not just give yourself a purpose, which you will, but you'll make this body more effective in accomplishing the job that God has given us. So how can you fit into our body so that we can work together to get the work of the ministry done? That's what I want you to think about because the work gets done when we work together. The body is not one member. It's, it's many. It's made up of individuals. So, number three. This is important. God throws this in here because he knows that we're humans and we're carnal <laughs> and, and we, we get fleshly. No part is greater than any other. Other than Jesus, no part is greater than any other. 
God knew that humans who seemingly are a better part or seemingly have a better gift, we'll see that the Bible word that he uses here is more comely. It, it, it just means a more, a more attractive part, something that seems like it would be better. He, he knew, God knew that those of us who have seemingly better gifts would tend to be prideful. And those of us who seemingly don't have as cool of gifts might be frustrated or feel inadequate or jealous or whatever. He knew that. And so what, look at the next couple of verses here. Look at verse 21. It says, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Do you see what he's saying? The eye can't look at the hand and say, I don't need you. I'm way cooler than you. No, I, you need your hands <laughs> because you couldn't hold things, right? It makes sense. This, these are very simple. The Bible is simple to understand if you just read it in context. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow, we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Why? That there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye, all of you, plural, are the body of Christ. And members in particular He's saying, listen, there's no reason for anyone to get lifted up with pride over another or someone to feel inadequate compared to another. We need all the body parts, and they're supposed to work together and edify each other and serve each other and love each other so that the body can be healthy and the body can get the work done. All the members are necessary. We need eyes and mouths, but you know what? We also need feet and spleens. Whatever a spleen does, I don't, I don't even know, but we need it. I mean, I, I don't think that they took my spleen out with my appendix. I wouldn't know. Corey, do you know what a spleen does? Spleen things. So, hey, maybe you're a spleen. Okay, figure out what spleens do and then start doing that. So I don't know exactly what your shape is, Christian. I, I know the ones who, who serve. I know the, the kids who are here every Sunday afternoon getting ready for Wednesday. I know the kids who serve the body on a regular basis who are here at 5.30, 6 o'clock to serve the body. I know who those are because they found their niche. They found their shape and they're serving the body. So what is it? What's your shape? What do you do? And find it. Jump in because we need you. And I want to show you practically now that we've seen the Bible side of that and why that's important, I want to show you what that looks like at Ignite. We're going to use this series so that you can see the vision that we have. We have a lot of uh, freshmen and a lot of new faces. I want you to see the vision that we have at Ignite and how we do things. We have these things called impact teams here at Ignite. Um, these are just our ministry teams, and you saw at least one tonight is obvious up on the stage. We have the, uh, the worship team. We have four different impact teams uh, we have the worship team, we have the tech team, we have our in-reach team, and we have our outreach team. These are four different teams that do the work of the ministry in this body. And so I just want to go through each of these very briefly and show you four different ways that you can just step in and say, I'll do that. And you can just be part of the body, and you can serve alongside of us and be a part of Ignite. 
So the worship team is the most obvious one because it's the one you all see. And this is their mission. This is their mission statement from the worship team. It's to help students use their musical abilities to serve the body of Ignite, to grow closer to the Lord through that service, and to prepare to serve their local church body through music ministry as adults. I love that. So many kids graduate high school learning how to be a part of a worship team and how to serve in that capacity. And then when they graduate, they can go on and serve as an adult uh, at, at FBC on the adult worship team. That's an amazing thing. Not only are you serving the body of Ignite, but you are learning how to serve the larger church body. That's, that's awesome. So some responsibilities. Obviously, you have to be s- musical in some sort of a way. So I don't know if you sing or you play um, the harmonica, but you gotta, got, you gotta have something, okay? So if you're not shaped that way, that's okay. We've got others. But some of their responsibilities, they practice every Sunday afternoon. Worship team is over here practicing, getting ready for Wednesday night. They practice before Ignite. They're here early. Uh, they lead worship at Ignite. Uh, they, they've led worship at other things. Um, sometimes they might get to lead worship at FBC or, or at camp. Uh, many different things that the worship team gets to do. Next we have the tech team. The tech team is in the back right now running these PowerPoints, which is really cool. Uh, the tech team's mission is to serve the needs of the body by serving those who are ministering to the body using media and technology. So right now, the kids on the tech team are in the booth are ser- serving you guys by making sure the need to be able to hear me and see the scripture is being met. Isn't, like, here's the thing, guys. They're not just running a computer. They're serving the Lord. That's an amazing thing. Something as simple as using your ability or, or natural inclination to use a computer or run sound is actually, it's, it's not just serving Ignite. It's not just serving the body. It's serving God. It's not, none of these members are greater than another. Everyone is needed. So some responsibilities um, the tech team has, they run sound, they run the lights, they run the PowerPoint, they make videos. Um, some of these guys help on Sunday. I know that we had a need uh, last Sunday to run the live stream. I was out, someone else was out, and Seth Gamble, wherever you're at, stepped up and ran the live stream on Sunday. Uh, and that was awesome. So these guys are also learning how to serve um, on the adult teams. Uh, in-reach team. So now we're going to get to ones that are a little more behind the scenes. You don't see as much. So the, the mission of the in-reach team is to serve the body of Ignite by planning internal events and making every person who enters feel welcome. The best way to reach out is to start by reaching in. And I don't know if that was a steve quote or if you ripped somebody off, but that's really good. Be honest. Did you come up with that or, or did your wife? That, no, excellent. I mean, that was great. That's really good. We reach out by, by starting by reaching in. And so they, make, they, they welcome people at the front doors. They take attendance. Uh, they do the announcements, all of, all of these different things. And then they help plan internal events that we do inside this building, like uh, the Christmas party, stuff like that. Um, inReach team does a lot of those different things. Uh, outreach team. So we have inReach, and then we have outreach, right? So in reach is a hand, outreach is a foot because we're going, we're not just helping inside. So the outreach team's mission is to make a difference in our community by meeting the needs of others and by providing opportunities for people to get to know Ignite. So the outreach team is going to help us plan events and activities and outreach ministry opportunities that can let other people know about Ignite, about our church, um, and, and often we'll meet people's physical needs to love them, to serve them, so that, that we can have the opportunity to show them that we can also meet their spiritual needs, right? 
that they need a savior, that they need Christ. So, so all of these teams have a part to play, but the purpose of all these teams, if you notice their repetitive nature, is to meet the needs of others, to meet the needs of others. That is, the, that is what ministry is. And so all of these teams are meeting the needs of others in love. And sometimes that's meeting the needs of the body, those of us that are saved. That's what the tech team's doing right now. That's what the worship team does. They're, they meet the need of the body to worship God by providing us an environment to do that. But other times, we're meeting the needs of lost people, meeting their physical needs, like I said, so that they see, hey, these people care about me. And you do that so that you have the opportunity to share your faith and to meet their spiritual needs. When, when I went to Hungary um, in the summer and Bree came with me and a whole team, we went and we paid 30-ish thousand dollars so that 85 orphans could go to camp for free and could go ziplining for free and could go to medieval times for free. All of that, why? Why did we just do all that? Because they see that we love them and we care about them and then we share Jesus with them. And lo and behold, some of them are like, wow, if you guys love me that much, this God must really love me. That's the whole point of, re that's ministry. That's serving people. We serve the body and we serve the lost so that we can meet their needs. That's what ministry is all about. And that is how we as a body are going to make an impact. That's how we're going to leave a mark in this city and in our schools. Yes, individually you have a responsibility to live your faith and to be holy and to, and to be pure and to share the gospel. Yes, you have all of those things that we talked about last month. But if you do that and never plug into the body, your sphere of influence, your, your impact sphere is, is this big. And it could be this big. Because the body is made up of all of these individuals. So, I just want to tell you guys that we've had these teams for several years, but starting right now, we're going to be more intentional about them. We're going to be more purposeful. We're kind of relaunching our, our impact teams right now, this month. I, I want us to use them now more than ever. So, we're going to meet as impact teams more regularly so that we can be tight as a group, um, so that we can plan and we can organize and dream of more ways to love and to reach people and to serve people. Um, and we're going to pray for the body. We, we don't do that enough. We, uh, and that's, that's my bad. We, we need to pray more as a group. And we're going to, in our impact teams, pray for Ignite and for, our, for FBC and pray that, we can, uh, that, that God would give us opportunities to reach more people. That is what impact teams are for, so that we can make an impact. And so that God will use Ignite to reach people. So I want you guys to ask yourselves, where do I fit? And so we're going to pass out these cards that will be coming around. Maybe you filled one of these out before. It's just an impact team little teeny application card. You don't have to fill this out and turn it in. We're just giving everyone one, okay? You, especially if you're, a if you're a first time guest or you've been here a couple times, please, you don't have to fill this out and turn it in. If you want to, go for it. But you don't have to. If, if you've been here for a while, and you've just not plugged in yet, or you just haven't known where to plug in, look at all the things we've talked about, read the descriptions on that card, and just pick one. Just pick one. Check it, write your information on it, and then drop it on the, on the table when you leave. J just this little metal rectangle table on the way out the door. Just drop it right there, and I'm going to take them all. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at these, and we're going we're gonna to contact you. And, and we're going to see... Do, are you just interested? Do you just want more information about the team? Or do you want to be a part of the team? What a, each, you know, each team has their different protocols. Ben's got to make sure you actually can play an instrument or sing before he lets you on. But, but Andy will take anybody. So, 
So there you go. If you're like, well, I don't know how to do anything, Andy will take you. So just, <laughs> just, just do it, man. Just pick one. Turn it in. It doesn't mean you're a part of the team automatically, but we will text you if you say we can and find out if you're interested. Um, we'll, we'll be communicating more as impact teams. We'll probably set up group me's if your team doesn't already have one so that we can talk more um, and, and we can serve together. Um, you can participate in more than one group, but for now, just pick one. If you're already on a team, just check that one so it doesn't get confusing for us because you can be on the worship team and still help with outreach or inreach. You can. Uh, but for now, just pick one um, or, or mark the one that you're in, and that'll help us out, okay, so we don't get all confused. Um, the leaders of the team will reach out to you this week or next week and find out if, if you just want more info or if you want to join. Because uh, Here's the reason we're doing this. It, it's not just to fill our roster and say, okay, impact teams are full. We're going to start doing this, and, and this is our first one. Um, we're going to have what we're going to call impact day. And uh, do we have the slide for that one? Student Impact Day, and that's going to be on Sunday, September 16th. It's just going to be after church, so church gets out around 12. I never get out of church till about 12.30 or 1. Um, but whenever you get out of church, go grab lunch, go down to Lee's or Subway or the mall, grab some lunch, bring it back here, eat quick, come back here, whatever. 1.30 on sep Sunday, September 16th, not this coming Sunday, but the next one. We're just going to meet here at 1.30 for about two hours. We're going to split up into our impact team, so if you're not on one, this is where you get to sign up to be on one. See how that works? And we're just going to split up into our four impact teams, and we're going to plan, we're going to organize, we're going to be discussing future events and activities, we're going to dream big about what God can do through Ignite and through our impact teams. But we're going to start doing that uh, more often, but let's just, we're going to do one and see how it goes, and just do one impact day. Um, worship team will probably even be practicing, because that's about their normal time slot for practicing. So, just plan on doing that. If you're not on an impact team, sign up. If you already are, if you are already on one, make sure you mark it for me so I can see what you're on. But this day is going to be special, guys. Let me just encourage you to be a part of this. If this is something that we can all rally together and do like once a month or once every two months or something, we could just grab pizza and, and then come back here and then we can plan and and uh, outreach team can be working on things. I mean, we have the guys and girls sleepover and campouts that we have to get ready for. We've got things coming up in October and November and December. All of these things we can be planning and, and thinking of ways to make Ignite better and more effective to reach the world. I, I don't, I, maybe I just sound too excited about this, but this is what we're supposed to do, guys. This is what Ignite is meant to do. It's meant to reach kids. And so we did it last year. We'll definitely do it this year at some point, but we had a Bible study at Buckeye. And any way that we can reach out to reach people in love, to serve them so that we can reach them with the gospel, we want to do that. And we're going to, that work is going to get done through our impact teams. So if you want to make an impact this year, man, join one of our impact teams and help Ignite do the work of the ministry. But man, you got to decide to be a part of the body first. Okay, so if you've been just running this solo, lone wolf Christianity thing, man, join us, be a part of the body, and let's link arms, and let's do this thing. There's a lot of work to do this school year. There's so many lost kids. I don't even know how many uh, schools we have represented here, but I, I, we probably have at least over Philly, Strasburg, Newcomerstown, Homeschool. Um, let's think, what else we got? It's Indian Valley, Tusky Valley, all the random ones. Yeah, any other ones I'm missing? Buckeye, sorry, I don't really count Buckeye because it's the other schools too. I went to Buckeye. Claymont. Yeah, so we've got like at least six schools represented here. If you add all those up, that's hundreds of lost kids 
that we can reach as a body through you guys. So let's, let's do that. Let's be a body, and let's, let's work together to get the job done. But let me just wrap up here and say, listen, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, man, that's the first step. You can come to Ignite every week. Please do. We want you to come here. But listen, you're not in the body until you've given your life to Christ and, and you've been born again. John chapter 3 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Your sin separates you from God, but listen, if you'll just give your life to him and repent and believe on the gospel, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be saved. The Bible says when you do that, when you place your faith and trust in him, that you're reborn, you're born again. You, you become a new creature, the Bible says. It, all things are, are, are become new. Old things are passed away, and you're a new creature. And you're a part of a new family, and you're part of a new body. And you can start this whole thing over again and be a new person just by giving your life to Christ. And if you do that, you have a whole body, a whole ministry of high schoolers here who want to help you along with that. And we've got many ways for you to grow, and we'll talk about those over the next couple of weeks. But for now, man, just think about what's my shape? What member of the body am, am, am I? Am I in the role that I need to be in to help this body do what it's supposed to do? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word and showing us how we can be effective at doing the work of the ministry. It's not just um, zeal. It's not just uh, boldness. So those are great things, and we need those. But Lord, there, there is actual strategy that you've given us in the word, in your Bible, that, to to be effective ministers, to effectively reach people and to serve people and love people. And the, the biggest vehicle that you've given us to do that is the church, it's the local body of Christ. And God, here at Ignite, we're a youth group of a local body, and Lord, I just pray that these kids would seek to link arms and to become tight as a group so that we can do the work and that we're not just a youth group that's, you know, gathers on Wednesday nights and plays games and goes home and, and we have a sleepover because it's fun and we have cookouts because it's fun. No, we're doing all of those things intentionally and purposefully so that we can love people and serve people and share the gospel with them. That's why we're here. That's why we're on this earth. So God, help us to be effective ministers. Help us to be a body that is working together to do the work of the ministry. Lord, use us individually this year. Use Ignite corporately as a body to serve you and to reach people for you. I love you so much. Thank you for all these kids and their willingness to serve and, and, and learn from your word. It's in your name that I pray, amen.